Welcome to the Coffee with Dads podcast, the chronicles of two dads navigating fatherhood and life. I'm one of your hosts, Pedro. I'm your other host, Louis. Today we want to talk to you about perception. Uh, we want to go over a couple of little facts and resources as we kind of deal with this perception of fatherhood. Um, one example is, is, is Webster defines father as the following, a male parent or a male who has begotten the child. That's interesting, don't you think? Yes, it is. And the key fact from the National Fatherhood Initiative, based on data from the U.S. Census Bureau, is that there, there's, that there's a father absence crisis in America, um, that one in four live without a father at home. And some of these factors kind of, for example, just kind of a, a brief overview. One is like some of the negative facts. Four, they're four times greater at risk of poverty, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen, more likely to have behavioral problems, two times more likely to drop out of high school, more likely to face abuse and neglect. But some of the positive factors of having a father at home are, are some of these. Um, involved dads improve their children's overall emotional and social well-being. Boys have fewer behavioral problems, and girls have fewer psychological problems when they have involved dads. Hmm. The source, this, the, all this information comes from the, from the fatherhood, the National Fatherhood Initiative. In addition, some other additional facts about fatherhood and American dads that are kind of rising and kind of important to note as we kind of talk about this whole issue of perception of fatherhood. Um, eight facts about American dads from the Pew Research Center. Um, this is an article that was from 2019, June 12th. It says fathers are taking a more active role in caring for, for their children and helping, in, and helping around the house as the ranks of single fathers have grown, but so has those growing up without a father in the home. Um, a rising share of stay-at-home dads to care for families. Uh, fatherhood is a positive experience and central to a dad's identity. Dad sees dad see parenting as central to their identity. Work-family work balance is a challenge for many working fathers. Most Americans think men face a lot of pressure to provide financially for their family. Um, it's become less common for dads to be their family's sole breadwinner. Dads are much more involved in childcare than they were about 50 years ago. When it comes to caregiving, mom and dads are still viewed differently. While they're spending more time with the children, dads may not feel they're doing enough. You know, so kind of based on this data and this whole definition, I think we want to kind of kind of deep go kind of do a deep dive kind of on this data. How do you feel from a perception standpoint? Um, how do you think about it? How does it affect me? And kind of look at kind of the traditional view and kind of the you know our view today as fathers. So let's kind of talk about some of those facts and kind of what do you feel when you kind of think about those facts? Well, I think fathers provide a, a role for a child, um, teaching them guidance um, and fundamentals to be a good person. I think it takes two people to do that. Um, men have a different perspective sometimes on situations, and so do, do so do moms. So combining those two roles, I think, helps when you're trying to raise children. Yeah, you know, I think having the two roles is important. But also I think, uh, I think another key piece is understanding each of the roles they play. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, you know, if it's a single mom or a single, uh, you know, we'll just use this for example. You know, a lot of single moms are like, well, I'm the mother and the father. I've heard some single women say this, you know, mm -hmm. some single parents who are moms. I'm like, well, they still need a, a former father figure um, in their life, you know, um, which kind of becomes an issue too. Or if you ever see kind of, if you look at, you know, if you look at uh, Father's Day, you know, you kind of see the posts on social media, you see some women like, well, happy Father's Day, you know, and I'm like, but it's not your day. 
you know, it's a Father's Day. You know, we don't jump on Facebook and say, oh, I'm the, I'm the father and the mother, you know, uh, or those particular things. So I think part of that is kind of a perception that, you know, there's an end-all, be-all to it, but it's not. I think part of it is you really have to focus on um, what role does a father play? You know, and I'll, I'll speak for myself. You know, I do think being involved is very important for me, for my daughters. You know, I'm a father to a four-year-old a four-year-old little girl, and I think that's very important to kind of show her the positive aspects of, of, of a dad and kind of what to do. I'm also married, so, you know, showing her that, hey, you know, it's, um, you know, you, you treat you treat your mom with respect, I treat her mom with respect, I treat her with respect. I started early on with going, doing daddy-daughter dates um, and, and really being involved, and I think that's important. A lot of times people view it as, uh, it's just a dad. The mom does all these other things. You know, I take her to ballet. We talk about, you know, picking out dresses, colors, things like that. So I think that part is very important, you know. And this is just my view as a father to a girl. Uh, what are your views as being a parent? You know, you're, you're a little different from me in, in that regard. I got twin boys, and um, we're I'm divorced. So I think it plays a different role with me uh, as far as how involved I am. Uh, but I, I feel that as, a, as my role as their father uh, is to help them become better people, uh, good young people and good men. So I, I do my best to be very involved. I try to be a role model of them. The things that I do, I try to use those as examples of how you should do things. Um, I try to be honest with them. I'm always honest with them. And I try to do things so that they see it and emulate those things. Uh, I think that's my role. Um, and um, she has her role when they go see her, um, and she does her best over there, and I try to do the best I can when I have them. But I, I always feel that I want them to be the people, I guess when they are involved in a relationship or they have children, I want them to be very similar. Um, and so any mistakes that I made in my life, I try to teach them not to make those mistakes. So it's becoming, it's become something that I do all the time with them. Uh, so something as simple as, um, how, how you view things, how you treat people. Um, I try to be an example for that. So I, I'm always taking an opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm involved in all aspects of their life. When it comes to school, I show up to school. You know, any event, any school projects or anything they have going on, I show up. I try to make sure that I'm there to show them that I care, but also to show them that it's important to be part of those things. So when they're older and they have their own children, they can do the same. Uh, when it comes to medical appointments, I was always involved. I think out of their whole life, another 15 now, I think I've only missed maybe three appointments in their whole life. Uh, I make it a point to be there. If it means I have to uh, leave early from work, and that's what I would do. So I just make it a point to be there for them, and to hopefully they see that, and they do the same uh, when they have children as well. I think that's an important piece. I think being present. You know, a, a lot of times, I think that's the factor. When we talk about being involved or being a parent, the, the key thing is to be present. And to your point, I don't think I've missed a doctor's appointment or um, uh, any type of event. You know, I would even, I've even changed my work schedule. You know, at a job, like, hey, we need you at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I can't do that, man. I got, I got somewhere to be. You know, I got to spend time with her. You know, Wednesdays before COVID, it used to be our, our pizza day. So, you know, I take her to a restaurant. We have a daddy-daughter day, get pizza. Actually, it was actually happy hour those times, so I'd take her to the happy hour place, and just we would sit there and get happy hour prices on food, but she would enjoy spending that time with me, you know, or same time as, you know, in the morning, 
before I would take her to to daycare, we would stop by a local coffee shop, get some coffee. She would get some milk and kind of just kind of relax and just enjoy the time before kind of starting off with her day. So I think that's very important, you know, kind of showing her the positive aspects of, of being a dad. But in addition, kind of one of these facts where they say girls have fewer psychological problems with the dad involved. I think it's also showing her that, you know, the love of a father is, is very important. You know, it's reason one of the reasons I uh, somebody asked me, do I yell at my daughter? I'm like, no. They're like, why? I was like, well, first of all, you know, close to like five, eleven, six feet, you know, so pretty, you know, decent sized dude. And I don't want to I'm already come off kind of intimidating. So she doesn't have to be afraid of me. You know, and I don't want her to equate uh, somebody, a man yelling at her with love. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people confuse that or kind of get that all kind of confused. Like, oh, oh, you know, oh, it's, it's okay to yell. Eh, it's not really. I don't, I don't even yell at my wife, you know. So why would I yell at a child? You know, you can still get your point across without having to yell and things like that. Mm-hmm. Even kind of if I try to focus on using the tone that I use, you know, I think that's important. Um, one of these other facts from the Pew Research Center, uh, there's more stay-at-home dads to care for family. And that's a big shift. You know, back mm-hmm. in the day, people would assume that, oh, you're a staying old dad. You know, you're not man enough. Dude, if I could stay at home, I'd, I'd stay at home too. I'd be nice. You just give me an allowance. <laughs> <laughs> I could ride around in a nice little SUV. I'd show up at PTA meetings. And, and, and sh- you shouldn't be ashamed of that. You know, I think there's more people trying to be actively involved with that. I think that's a key piece, you know. And it's work. I mean, people that stay home, that like stay at home moms or stay at home dads, it's a lot involved. It's not just something as simple as you, know, you take, take care of them and that's it. You know, there's a lot involved. You're teaching them. You're taking care of them. You're feeding them. You're taking care of everything else in the house. It's a it's a job like yeah. any other job. Yeah, you're right. And I think people kind of um, tend to have like a mis- misconception that uh, they're not doing nothing all day. It, it's a lot. You know, especially during these times, especially with COVID, if, mm-hmm. you know, with, to, with people home now trying to manage the virtual learning, mm-hmm. doing the job, cleaning, mm-hmm. doing all the house chores, mm-hmm. but also just ensuring the kids got everything they need to have. Mm-hmm. And I think that part is very important. And I don't think people become, um, you know, as, as, as important or realize how important that piece is. Um, and like number seven, when it says it, when it comes to caregiving, mom and dads are still viewed differently. Now that I agree with. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of these points here and, and see the point of it. Um, but I think that hits home for me is because as a dad, we're viewed completely different when it comes to perception. You know, as when we're out, um, out and about. You know, you mentioned you're very involved in. in, in can you can you share some of your experiences as like as you're raising your kid? If you go somewhere, how were you viewed differently? I was viewed very different. Um, I would go to doctor's appointments, and as soon as I walk in, uh, they would say, so um, where's mom at? I'm the only one here. Mm-hmm. I would get a lot of that. Um, in every appointment, I would always get somebody asking, so where's mom at? Uh, and normally it was just me. You know, Sometimes she showed up, but you know, especially early on when I was off during the day, uh, it was me taking to all the appointments. So I, that was different. I noticed that they assume that mom was somewhere around. Uh, so that was different, but I'm, I'm the one that's here. You know, she was working, so I'm the one that took that lead. Um, and I was working at night, so I was had my days available. So when I mentioned earlier that that it's it's a tough job, you know, taking care of being a stay-at-home dad or mom, um, 
I was still working uh, night shift, but I was taking care of it during the day. And I can tell you that it's, it's, it was some work. Um, it was fun, but it still was still a challenge to try to manage everything. Uh, but a perception, that was what I used to get. I mean, how about you? Did you get some similar things? I, I, I still get it. You know, I still get it all the time. And I think it's, it's interesting. You know, it's very similar to what you get. You know, kind of the the, the comments or the kind of the, the surprise or the, mm-hmm. the assumptions, per mm-hmm. se. You know, I think it's, um, which is unfortunate. You mm-hmm. know, and I think as, as, you know, as men of color, sometimes we, we get those things, you know, mm-hmm. because society kind of puts us in a box thinking that, oh, there's not a whole lot of active dads mm-hmm. who take care of the kids. You know, a good example would be, um, as I mentioned, we would always stop by the coffee shop. You know, people are like, oh, that's so nice. Spending time with dad. Like, you know, I just had her for the day or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm parent every day. You know, what, mm-hmm. what's that comment? You know, you don't say that to these other women who walk in with the kids in the coffee shop or, oh, that's so nice. Spending time with my, oh, spending time with daddy. Oh, that's, you know, it must be nice, you know, or enjoy that time. Well, you're not saying that to the mom, you know, um, doctor's appointments, the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and um, those type of things. Or they felt kind of like the, 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 the need to try to correct you when you're parenting, you know. And then since I was like one day my daughter was um, a little upset, you know, how kids are. And mm-hmm. Maybe she was two or three. I don't know, I can't remember the age, but it was... Um, you know, she was feeling a little tired. You know, she was a little cranky. You know, kids get cranky. So we were sitting in, Star- in, in, in the coffee shop. I think it was Starbucks at the time. And, um, you know, a lady comes like, well, you probably need to take her out to calm her down. I was like, well, won't you focus on drinking your, ordering your latte? And I don't need your parenting advice. Mm-hmm. And I think she was surprised by the comment, but she wasn't saying that to another kid who was pr- pretty much throwing a fit and throwing himself on the floor. But you're mm-hmm. going to sit there and try to direct some comment toward me how I need to parent. Um... I also think another aspect is kind of this, it's like surprising, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is, I would, based on my wife's work schedule, she works in the medical field. So, you know, like you said, she, she has shift work. She has to work some days on Saturdays and stuff like that. So I would have to take her to ballet class. And everybody who's, who's a parent who's <laughs> a daughter knows they have to go to ballet class. Right. Early on Saturday, man, I kind of walk up in there. And I'm sitting there, um, and some lady comes up to me and was like, Oh, what are you doing here? I was like, I don't know. I just like hanging out in the kids' ballet class. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing here? You know what I mean? It's just like, you don't question anybody else, you know. But again, it's one of those few things that they see you. And it, it was like an anomaly. You know, it was like, it was like a rare, kind of like a unicorn, per se. Mm-hmm. They saw a parent there, you know, especially a dad, you know, man of color with his brown girl, you know, at ballet, ready to do, you know, first position, second position, all that other stuff. But you're like... Why you, you know, and it got to the point where I was like, you see that little brown girl? Do you see another brown kids in class? <laughs> and she was like, oh, oh I, I was just wondering. I was like, yeah, nah. You know, and I, you know, and then I just started being kind of, getting kind of smart about it too after a while. You know, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, why don't you, why don't you come to class on time? It's very disruptive because we're in the middle of class <laughs> trying to learn ballet, you know, trying to learn the positions and your kids run around late. Class is nothing but 45 minutes, you know. Right. You keep on coming at 9.30. Class starts at 9. I was like, how about you start coming to class at 9? Right. And that would kind of like, she was like, oh, you know. Um, but I think a benefit of it, too, is that based on like the schedule and kind of like you mentioned, you know, you're, you're uh, my schedule is more flexible. So I was able to spend more time with her or that quality time. But I think the perception still exists that. Uh, we're just kind of doing it part-time as opposed to being there full-time. Yeah. You know, whether I took it to a doctor's appointment, like you said, like, oh, where's the mom? 
her mom's not here. You know, this is what's going on. Or like there was a concern. I think when she had, um, I think when she was young, um, we took her and she ended up being in the hospital for a couple of days because it was like RSV that turned into pneumonia. All kids go through this, you know, especially if you're taking the daycare. You know, so I initially took her to the doctor. Was like, she is not feeling well. And they were kind of being dismissive by her. Like, he don't know what he's talking about. Uh, look, I, I read stuff. So I was like, well, this is what the symptoms are. This is what I'm concerned about. And I forced them to be like, hey, you need to do some additional testing or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah, you were right. This is what it is. Okay, you were going to ignore me because you didn't think I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then I was just like, I was like, I, I said, if, if my wife comes in here and throws a fit, it's going to be a whole different story, mm-hmm. you know, because her, you know, being being a nurse practitioner and if you're ignoring these symptoms, it would cause a whole nother scenario. But I think it's, I think the perception is that, oh, you know, we really don't know what we're doing half the time. Yeah, right. Oh, they just, you know, they might, they might have the kids for the weekend or the mom may <laughs> have a, a night out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that contributes to a lot of different things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think you're right. I mean, it, I remember once that um, I took the kids to McDonald's and it was uh, like a Sunday, and it was at a uh, at the little. I don't think they have them anymore, but they had McDonald's. They had a little plate where you can play, a little player. Yeah. Um, and I went in there and I was the only guy in there, right? And so I'm talking to my sons and they're playing. They're young, real young. And so then the there were some moms there, but they were also by themselves. And so they were started talking to me how good I was teaching them how and I just thought it was so odd because I was like, but I'm just doing what any normal parent would do. Um, so later on, the more I went there, they realized that I was very involved, you know. And and some of them even said, "Well, I thought you would just have them for the weekend." I go, "Well, yeah, but I see them almost every day. It's yeah. not the same situation. I don't have them just every other weekend and that kind of stuff." So it was very different, but I got that perception. Um, after a while, they got to know me after going there so many times that it wasn't an issue. Same with the doctor after going there so many times that, oh, that's just, that's him. That's Lois and, you know, that's yeah. not, it's not an issue. But, yeah, when initially when I was, when they were younger and I did take him to new doctors and stuff, I would get that all the time. And you made an interesting point. You said something that you said um, um, how involved uh, fathers should be with daughters. And it reminded me of somebody that I knew that said that, that she had both her parents in her life, but the father wasn't as involved, um, and that she said that early on, because she didn't have that father figure all the time, and he they lived in the same house, but he wasn't as involved, that she sought attention from boys, and later on with men. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, if she had that attention, that wouldn't have been as much as far as um, her seeking out that attention mm-hmm. from other men, you know, or, or boys, what have you. So I think it's important for men, for uh, boys and girls and for fathers to be involved in their lives. No, no I, I completely agree. And I think that's where I think to another point said about being present, you know, and shouldn't be afraid. And I think um, people are like, ah, I got a daughter. I can't help her change clothes. And you don't have that situation where you have to, you know, change your, change your daughter and things like that, help her change clothes and things like that. And I think it's being involved, sit with her. I mean, I think the other day she came in the room was like, daddy, 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 daddy. I got something to tell you. Yeah, by this time, I was like, oh, I'm tired. I just got off of work, you know, or I got a, you know, I got a bunch of stuff going on. I want to talk to you about dinosaurs, <laughs> you know. So literally, it was like a 30 minute presentation about dinosaurs mm-hmm. that she learned, you know, from from me. You know, we're still during this COVID time. We're teaching her. We got like a little curriculum. We're going over highlighting big pieces of that. But she literally, man, dude, I tell you, she went over 
a whole thing of dinosaurs. You know, I could easily be like, I don't have time for it. But I sit there and listen to it. Then we go over, we go look up dinosaurs on the computer, show different pictures um, and things like that. And that part is engaging. She understands. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, it kind of hits home for me, too. Was, I think the other day, I think, uh, no, it was the other, it was a couple of days ago. I was like, I got to go to the grocery store. She's like, can I come? And usually, like, based on my work schedule, you know, my wife um, will kind of take her and she'll do that or we kind of split the time. And if I come home, she'll go to the store. So that way she's going. I was like, all right, come with me. Um, so I went to the store. And when she gets in those little carts that has like, it looks like a little, little uh, car. race, race yeah. car. Yeah. And we, we speed around, you know, we hit, I was like, hit the engine, Remember hit the that. gas. Yeah, it was just fun, <laughs> man. It's fun. You, you kind of go around in circles. You go around through the whole store and things yeah. like that, right? But one thing that really hit home for me is like, we, we walking out, we're putting the groceries in the, um, in the trunk and she turns she goes daddy I was like yeah she's like ah thank you for letting me come to the store because I have so much fun with you when I spend time with you at the store mm -hmm. something little like that you're like yeah you're right you know I did have a good time you know so it's making sure you have time for that too and I know uh, when I mentioned about being present I think another key piece of that is that um, sometimes we get home or we get off of work if you're doing virtual work or anything along those lines is that you focus on oh, I gotta check this email and things like that that they could be around and to your point earlier we said look dad was there she had two parents but dad really wasn't present per mm -hmm. se you know wasn't that involved um so i think that's the part of it too that we all struggle with you know i think the benefit of not you know it's, it's a tragedy let me get let me rephrase that too is that with this covid has some um, the whole covid situation with people working from home helps you recenter of what's important you know i think being there and being present, you know, so I try now, if I get home, if I get off work or something like that, I don't try to look at my phone unless it's an emergency or look at email mm -hmm. or try to be on the computer. I try to really focus on her, you know, and which is fun. You go for a bike ride, you go walking, you kind of look at things, you know, and things like that. Oh, let's draw, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I think those, those pieces are important because people, kids realize what's, you know, being present. Um, and I think that's an important piece of it, you know, because a lot of times people look like, ah, they're just here for the weekend. They got the kids for the weekend. They're not doing a good job, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd be with my daughter all over the place, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and I'd go to a sports bar, watch football. You know, she'd like football. Um, so we'd sit there and have that that time together. And people like, oh, you guys are just doing it on the weekend. I'm like, no, nah, I do this every day. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm involved, you know. And I think that's kind of the perception that adds to it that, you know, we're not – overly involved as we should be mm -hmm. you know no, I agree yeah so I think that's some, that's the key piece to it you know I think the perception that there's not enough dads involved you know whether you're father, you know whether it's a son or a daughter we don't know what's going on I got a good friend of mine who took his daughter to the um, to the doctor so it's a pediatrician mm -hmm. so his daughter's like two years younger than mine um, so he took her to the pediatrician he came he said hey Pedro I got a question I was like hey, yeah man I was at the doctor man and they started asking me all these questions, and then my, then, his, then his his girlfriend came, you know, and and then they put her in another room. They're trying to ask her like, "Oh, are you okay? Is she okay?" He's like, "They acting like I'm trying to abuse her or something <laughs> like that, man." He goes, "I went off on him, you know." He's a very low key type of guy, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the things we 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 get, you know. It's like, no, I can take it to a day. So they end up switching pediatricians, going to our pediatrician, but mm -hmm. just the fact that they would make that assumption that mm -hmm. you know. Oh, what is he doing here with the kid? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's completely unfair too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, 
I go to the store, we pick out dresses, we draw, you know what I'm saying? All those type of things, you know, and I think that's important. People realize that, yeah, it's fun. It's becomes, you know, it's, it's all part of the process, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't cost you anything. And that's, yeah. that's to your point about being present. It doesn't have to be uh, expensive gifts or uh, great trips. It can be something as simple as drawing together or, you know, what I did this summer, um, I realized before I was, you know, my phone was, especially work phone, was something I was always on. Uh, and I made sure that this summer uh, I stopped that. You know, I put it off to the side and we started doing a lot more talking. You know, mm-hmm. something I would do a lot more talking this summer. We did a lot more things outside together. Um, something as simple as, all right, who's picking a movie out Saturday night? Um, whose decision is it to pick it? And we would watch movies. And and I noticed that by the end of the summer, um, we were we were more engaged. We were talking more. And they were being more open about the things that were going on with them and how they felt about the whole uh, coronavirus and being stuck in a house and that kind of stuff. So it's... It's not always about trips or money. It's going to be something as simple as just being there talking and listening to them. Um, so I think that's, that's an important part as well. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, to your point, kind of like you said, you know, you kind of plan things out, doing mm-hmm. things, going outside. I know Fridays, um, my diagnosis movie night, we pick a movie, mm-hmm. you know, we, we try to get something to eat. Sundays, um, it's like omelet Sunday, you know, so... Well, COVID, you know, we used to go to church on Sundays. Now it's like, yeah, I'm not risking that. You know, I, I'm not catching no, no nothing from trying to praise God. I can do it online, you know what right. I mean? So, but Sundays is omelet Sunday. So mm-hmm. she wakes up, you know, she knows, she gets a little, little. we got this little thing that she's able to kind of sit in and help, us, help me cook. So we make omelets, we make biscuits, you know, whatever mm-hmm. she wants for breakfast that day. But mm-hmm. she knows, and it's fun. Yeah. You realize how fun that is. Oh, it's omelet Sunday. Ah, she wakes up. Uh-huh. Some days I forget about it. I'm like, it's what? Omelet Sunday, Daddy. We got to make omelets together. Right. She'll to crack the eggs. She helps me crack the eggs. She helps me whisk it, you know, which is fun. You know, mm-hmm. and it's our time to kind of have a good time. We'll sit on the balcony. Right. Kind of chill. You know, I'll drink my coffee. She drinks her milk. You know, you, <laughs> you, you want to give no four-year-old no coffee, man. You know, it's bad enough when you get some sugar in the system. Um but also think that's part of it too, you know, and mm-hmm. I think um, perception is always, you know, it kind of goes to one of our previous topics we talked about was like just father in general. It's like you see things differently now. You're like, oh yeah, I got to be involved. I just can't mm-hmm. be hands off, you know. Um, you know, if she sleep, you know, if she wants to sit there and cuddle, she'll like, yeah, I want to cuddle with you. And those are times now because by the time she gets to be a teenager, yeah, I'm not going to get that. I already know that. I don't know, leave me alone, dad, you know. But yeah. also showing, showing affection too, you mm-hmm. know, it's, one of those things we talk about fatherhood, you know, showing affection doesn't make you less of a man. Actually, I think it makes you more of a man. You show mm-hmm. affection to your kids and let them know mm-hmm. because showing affection, showing how you care about them is important as they kind of go through life too, you know, like you mentioned, you know, and I think those pieces all kind of tie into it, you know, and then people yeah. looking at you like, look at this dude, he must got his kids. And I ain't gonna lie. Now, there's some parts I've seen when I've been out. I was like, you can tell the parent who have the kids on the weekends. Yeah, you, you, you can tell. You can tell you like this dude, man. I'm Phil Saff. So you know he uh-huh. doesn't have because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, and it may not, it may be not his fault, or maybe he's just not actively involved. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can tell. You're like, oh, man, I feel far, I feel sorry for him. And you right. see it. Yeah, I see it. You see him like they're struggling. They don't know if the kids want to eat. You yeah, know, or, you know, it's just a hot mess. And you're like, man. Dude. You see them when they get stressed, when they get yeah. when they get all confused, <laughs> like yeah, that dude don't got him all the time. Yeah, he's all he's kind of all stressed, you know. 
drinking his second beer, you know, you're like, <laughs> oh, this dude's struggling, man. You know, that's yeah. not his normal kind of routine or plan, you know, so. I remember I went to, I don't know what play, it was like one of these um, fast food restaurants that has the little play thing. We used to yeah. go to them back when they were younger. Um, and I remember walking into one and like there's all these dads sitting there, you know, like on a Sunday afternoon and they're all looking down and I walk in, I'm all excited to hang out with the, my sons and I look over and like, yeah, these guys going to look at them on the weekend, you know, because <laughs> they're just struggling to get through the day. Yep. Uh, but we ended up talking after we started talking, we all realized we're all in the same boat pretty yep. much, you know, and everybody has their own individual situation that maybe yeah. what, what, um, how they was reflected in what they were doing, how they acted. But, um, but yeah, you see that, you see that yep. a lot. Yeah, and it's funny because you look at, you know, like you said, you know, I kind of walk into places sometimes and I got my daughter and we're like, doo, 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 yeah, we're going to have a good time. You know, you kind of walk on cheery. You know, we're like, oh, cheerio. Or you can see the dudes who like, they could either they're single dads or they or they're married or they have, or they, they're in a relationship and they're sitting there for the said, you know what? I need a break. You need yeah. to take them to the store. You need to take them to get something to eat. Right, right. And they're just sitting there like, man, like they're so, I don't know, I can't think of the right word, but they're like just depressed not even yeah depressed. exactly it, just like just <laughs> distrodden you know just like oh god i gotta take my kids out but like the guys who are involved kind of walking all chipper hey yeah. man what's going on man what yeah. you doing what you doing yeah. they're looking at us like why is he so happy because yeah. we do it all the time it's yeah. not a big thing i enjoy taking my daughter out you know we're gonna grab here gonna go there you know and it's and to your point like you kind of do these things so when i have to I start taking my daughter to ballet I guess the other women in ballet were like, well, there's this dude who takes his daughter to ballet and he's happy there. <laughs> right. You know, so at first, like, some of the dads try to make smart, you make smart comments, you know. And I'm looking, I'm like, ah, it don't bother me. You can say what you want. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had a plan, you know, because I was like, so we go to ballet, we do breakfast afterward, you know, so we just got a schedule. And then, you know, I love sports, so college football was my thing on Saturdays. Still is my thing. Um you saw you saw UC this weekend? Yeah, man, we won, man. <laughs> it was a little touch and go, man. It was a little touch and go, man. You know, when we talk about UC, we talk about the University of South Carolina, yeah. the original one, <laughs> the original, one. not the not the not the one from you know Southern California who took our name and that was the U of SC. <laughs> I'm still so confused about that. Yeah, yeah, man. We watched the game this weekend, man. It was nice. It was finally win. I was a little touch and go, man. That right, fourth right. quarter, I was sitting there like, oh gosh, they're gonna lose the game like they usually do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we managed to pull that one out. So that was a good. That's a win. good game, man. That's a good yeah, game. Two two wins in a row, man. I, I'm I'm pretty good now, man. So I'm I'm happy with we're two and two. We right. gotta see what the rest of the season ends up. We're alumni there, so uh, we you know we gotta we gotta root for them no matter what. We gotta root for them no matter what, man. We've been with this team when they were old and eleven. We're loyal, man. Yeah, we're loyal, loyal fans, man. Loyal South Carolina Gamecock fans, man. So it's, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. No, no worries, man. But now that's a, that's a good thing. So yeah, we watch football on um, on Saturdays. So it'd be like, so you know, dads try to make little smart comments, and some of these dudes, you know, they could come off. One thing you know is like, as, as a dad who's super involved, you got the non dads who are not as involved or, or not as active with their kids. They try to come out like like super tough, mm-hmm. like they kind of look at you sometimes like, oh, he's less of a dude, you know. But he's a dude. Like I said, I'm five eleven, like two hundred pounds, works out, you know, tattoos on his arm. And I'm looking at him like, dude, man, you got a little pot belly. You know, it looked like you struggle in the morning. You got Crocs with socks on. <laughs> How you gonna criticize me? You know, but but we also got the other the other aspect of it is that, and we haven't discussed any or talked about that. But some of these, uh, there's some dads that you know, because of the way the, the system is when they when they as far as custody, yeah, they don't they don't have the they don't they didn't get the maybe the type of visitation they wanted. Yeah, um, you have that other thing where you know in this state it's 
I know f- when I when I when I, when I divorced, um, there was a the topic of tender years where like the mom automatically kind of gave they kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt, no matter what the situation was. Um, so you got that going on too. Not to, not to cut you off, but I think part of that is that some some yeah. of the dads didn't get the best situation yeah. for them, so they got what they got as far as you know visitation or, or their custody agreement with their children. You know, but anyways, I'll just throw that out there. No, no, I I completely agree, and I think some of that does play out. You know, I think some of it it's. You know, they may not have the best relation mom or it's, it's kind of an issue, you know, so that kind of plays out, you know, and, um, you know, how do you navigate that, too, is another key thing. You can't, you know, you got to sometimes folks are disengaged, you know, mm-hmm. and instead of being well, I'm present, you know, and it's unfortunate because I know some of my buddies, too, man, who had some terrible type of uh, interactions with a with their children's mom. And mm-hmm. it just becomes difficult when they try to see it or. Sometimes they try to, and I think when we're talking about perception, I think some folks attach a monetary value to spending time with your kids. Yeah, it's true. So if you don't give me money, you can't, you can't do this. And I understand kids are not cheap. You know, you gotta, you gotta spend money and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it shouldn't be a deterrent from somebody trying to spend time with their child because it's really time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really. Like you said, time money doesn't cost time doesn't cost money. You can mm-hmm. sit there and hang out with your kids all day and not really do nothing. They can have a good time. Mm-hmm. We can color in the Ninja Turtle coloring book, which you know my daughter and I do. You know, mm-hmm. which is another good thing too because I gotta watch Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> Going back old school, right? Old school, man. And I'm talking about the old school Transformers, yeah, man. Yeah. The old school Thundercats that's on Hulu. We've been watching, mm-hmm. and she'll come up to me, Daddy, Daddy, can we watch Thundercats? I'm like, Oh, I'm raising her right, man. And so we'll watch that for a couple hours. <laughs> You know, things like that. And I think that's important, you know. And then going back to, like, the, the ballet thing. So, you know, after a while, you know. But also showing, and I think this perception is like, oh, you can't you can't be in ballet because you lost a man. So so I think the ladies in the class would go back to their significant others like, well, this dude's here in ballet every Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there was more dads in ballet. Yeah. You know, more dads were like, oh, if he can go, you can go. Right. You know, he's actually very nice. And I met all the ba- ballet moms. They were all pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and after a while, you know, it, more dads start showing up. And like, ballet, she's like, I think it was because of you. All these dads start showing up. It's important for, you know, for dads to be there, too. But then at first, they were like, oh, what are you going to do after this? Paint her fingernails? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, tell me what we're going to do, baby girl. And my daughter was like, we're going to go eat breakfast. Then we're going to watch college football at a sports bar. And their face would just drop like, what? Holla at y'all later. <laughs> and that's what we do. We go sit there and watch football. She she loves sports. You know, even now, like on Saturdays, like you said about the Gamecock. She's like, Daddy, are we going to watch the Gamecocks play? Why, yes, we are. You know, so 12 o'clock, watching the game, hang out, you know, do all those things, which I think is important, you know? Exactly. I agree. Because without that, I don't know what folks would do. But your, to your other point, too, is that a lot of times... Um, you know, guys and and parents, you know, we're focusing more on dads is that if they have a, not the best relationship, I guess, with their, you know, the, the their their child's mother or along those lines, then um, becomes a problem, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's equating that money. If you if you can't spend money, then it's um you can't see your kids, which is unfortunate because the kids are being. Stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle, and that shouldn't be the case, you know. And there's some people who just, you know, you know, some some baby makers, as I like to call them, who just like having kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they don't take care of the kids. It's like, oh yeah, but that's unfair to the child. You do have to spend that time, 
it doesn't matter what you do, you know, you know, an hour of, of your time, mm-hmm. you know, and um, just hanging out, doing whatever is, is, is important. Yeah, the moment you had those kids, everything kind of changed. Yeah. The priority should, I, my, I feel that priority should be your child. Every decision you make, you know, and I tell my sons, I said, make better decisions, yeah. you know, because I try to make good decisions for them. I put them first. No matter what happens, that's kind of, I think about them. And if they weren't in the picture, I'll do whatever I want to do, yeah. you know. Um, but since they are involved, like every decision I make, whether it's it's a promotion, whether it's work, whatever, whatever it is, I got to think about how it's going to affect them. Uh, because I brought them into the world, so I have to think about them. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of see, that's how I see my role as a father. Is like, I have to put them first in whatever whatever I do. No, I agree. I mean, I think that's, yeah, I think decision, to your point, is very similar to me as well, is that every decision I make, how does it impact, like, my wife and my daughter? You know, um, before moving back down here, you know, for those who don't know, I lived in D.C. for, like, 15 years and moved back to South Carolina for a job. Um, a new job offer. It was a great job offer, and it's great to be back home with family. But I had to think about how does it impact my wife and my child, you know? And even looking for a home here, you're like, where do I get a home? Because if it was just me, I'm like, I'm going to be at home where I could be in the middle of everything, hang mm-hmm. out. But no, now I got to decide. All right. And for all parents, you understand this too. You're like, where am I going to live where they have the best schools? Mm-hmm. Best school district, best schools, best community. Because if you don't have to worry about that, it's, your mindset is different. So that kind of impacts where you're going to live. Then for us, it's like, I got to pick a place where, you know, if, you know, you got to pick my daughter up or mom and dad could pick my daughter up and I could pick her up on the way home instead of trying to be all the way on the opposite side of town. You know, all those things kind of play a role and that kind of, you're like, oh, I got where I'm going to pick. You know, if you didn't have the kid, you'd be like, I'm going to be down, I'm going to be middle of downtown in the Vista chilling. You know, or something along those lines. But yeah, your point is valid is that you think about how does it impact, you know, your kid? Do I take this job where I'm going to be away, you know, working 10, 12 hours a day? Or do I stay with a job that gives me flexibility to be off whenever I want to? Yeah. um, So I could attend events or be there for field trips and things like that. You know, I think all that kind of is important and how that impacts our decision making. Like you said, when it comes to, uh, to, to when you have kids. Yeah. And we talked about, earlier we were talking about, you know, we want them to, want our kids to maybe emulate some of the things that we do, you know, help them to make better decisions. And I think we got some of that from our parents. Like, I was thinking about when you said that, that I don't remember when we were here, we moved here, and then um, we were still in high school, and we retired. We grew up in the military, so we moved around a lot, and um, we didn't want to move again. And so my father said, all right, um, I'm going to volunteer to go overseas and stay there for a year so that way we could finish high school here. Mm-hmm. Like some of the dads or some other people might be like, ah, no, we're going to move. I'm not going to go overseas for a year. But he said, I'm going to do that so we can stay, the whole family can stay on base and we could finish school here, you know? So I think that's where we got some of the stuff from, how putting, we put our kids first or try to put them first when possible. I mean, I know early on when we were in the military, we traveled a lot. But even then, some of the places that he picked – especially if he could pick a place, he picked places that he thought would, would help us. Mm-hmm. But I remember that because we didn't see him for a year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was some kind of important thing. And I think back on it, I go, yeah, that's kind of what I want, to, how I treat them, how I treat my kids now. You know, put them first and make sure that they have a good life. Because they brought us into the world, I brought them into the world. I want to make sure that I do the right thing for them. Yeah, and that's a good point too. And I think it's, it's, a, it's one of the most important points too. Is like, 
when we talk about being there for our kids or kind of always showing up is setting that example as well. The perception that, you know, if you don't set that example, you know, seeing that what dad would do or what mom would do, you know, to ensure that we had what we wanted to, but also you see that examples like, well, you know what, now that I, that I'm a parent, I can see why those choices were made exactly, and see the importance of making those choices. I mean, we've both seen people make choices, um, choices that's really about them Mm -hmm. as opposed to what else, you know, not, not the kids or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. Then they struggle with like, Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I ain't gonna worry about that. I got to do what I got to do. You know, and it's, um, you know, so it's, it varies in, in, in that regard, you know, but I think that part is important, you know, yeah. what you do, what I do, you know, we, we had those positive examples. And like you said, you know, when you say you talk to your sons about making good choices, I think that's another piece of it because they see you making those choices too as well. That, well, you leave, my dad did this when I was younger so I could have this or give me an opportunity for this, you know, and when you don't see it, you're like, oh, I don't have anything to reference, exactly. you know. When you have that frame of reference, I think that part's important, you know. Yeah. Because um, if you don't, that becomes an issue. I agree. But I think that's, that's the key, you know, is that, that whole perception of what encompasses a dad, you know. And I think you, when you have a, a, a positive male influence, and, you know, and I wanted to touch upon this point, too. If you're talking about fatherhood, we're talking about dads. But there's some people who may not have a father per mm-hmm. se, but they have a father figure in their life. Mm-hmm. That could be an uncle, a cousin, a brother, you know. Grandfather. Grandfather. You know, all those are important. So when we're talking about fathers, we're also talking about fathers, but we're also talking about father figures as well. You know? And stepdads too, by the and way. And stepdads, yeah. Stepdads. We can't forget about stepdads. I think that's an important piece too that people sometimes seem to neglect or kind of not really focus on as well. But stepdads are an important piece as well. You know, and I think having all those aspects, you know, as an uncle, I try to be the best role model I can to your sons. You know, I can't help but they think I'm cooler than you, but it's true, you know, but it is what it well, is. Well, your daughter thinks I'm, cool, I'm cooler than you. So it's yeah, she good. does. She does. She does. She does <laughs> like coming over here and saying, I want to see Theo June. I want to see Theo June. She wanted to come today. I was like, no, you got to do something else to do, you know. Um, so, yeah. But you did scare her at first, though. You know, she was a little scared of you at first for a couple of years, man. Finally, she's she's good right now, though. She's good right now. <laughs> Yeah, but I think all that part plays an important role, how you kind of navigate, you know, kind of the whole perception of, of a dad, you mm-hmm. know, and that you're actively involved. You're not trying to, you know, like look at him, you know, and it, and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status or where you're at or anything like that. A dad's a dad, you know, you can sit there and like, well, I get him one thing and you don't have to sit there and spoil your kids with the best, but just showing them that, hey. Actions have consequences, but this is what I want to do. This is what you should do. You know, I think um, one thing I do with my daughter is showing her that treating people with kindness and respect. You know, um, there was a, um, one of the coffee shops I went to had a homeless guy come in every day. And people would be like, oh, he stinks. He needs to be out of here and stuff like that. He didn't bother nobody. He would just sit there, get his cup of coffee. Wouldn't bother nobody at all. You know, and what I would do is I'd buy, like, a gift card and give it to him. You know, here you go, man. You know, do whatever you want, something to eat, get some coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's like, Daddy, can we get him a gift card? If she sees somebody who may be 
homeless or may not, you know, things like that. And she'll say hi. Now, Carmen, you know, str- stranger danger is important. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we just don't speak up to everybody, just have a talk, of, but also showing you don't shun somebody because they may be in a different situation, you know, but also kind of setting that example too. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, and, you know, talk to the guy. The guy was really nice, you know, had some tough times, you know, appreciated the fact that, you know, I didn't shun him, but showing my daughter that, hey, you know, you can't just exclude people, you know what I'm saying? I think that's our role too as well, is that Mm -hmm. we have to be good people, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, can't be somebody who's just difficult and treating people just like whatever. I I agree. One of the things I did um, when they were younger, this lady was in front of us, and we were were at the store, and she walked out and she had her money, and it, I guess she didn't realize it, and dropped a couple 20s. And so other people saw that and they were looking, you know, how I think people are like 40, 60 bucks, yeah. you know, but I was behind her. And so I went down, I picked them up and I told her, Hey man, you, you drop, drop your money. I was like, Oh, thank you. And my sons looked at me they were, they weren't that young, but they were like, that was like $60 or something like that. Dad. Yeah. I go, well, if it was me and I dropped my money, I want someone to tell me, yeah. you know, cause I don't know what, we don't know the economic situation, you know, and it's important to treat people how you want to be treated. And so I try to take those opportunities, and I believe that. I, I would never have taken her money. I would definitely, even if people were not watching, I would have still done the same thing. Um, and I've done that in the past with other things, and I want them to see that so they can emulate that and try to, like you, to your point, we want to try to make them better people, like good yeah. people. Yeah. So anyways. No, no, no. I think that's important. That's what you do. If they see that example, they'll so, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, do as I say, not as I do, you know, you've got to show that example. Too many times people want to be like, oh, you know, don't do this, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. And that's kind of hypocritical, man. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't, you know, same thing, like I walk with my daughter, you know, and, and this is not like, I'm not trying to be old school. You know, I'm teaching my daughter to be independent. You know, um, she could reach her, reach anything she could possibly do. But also understanding that, you know, she is a female and understand there are going to be some challenges, you know. I, I try to focus on when I compliment her or, or, or give her something positive reinforcement. I just focus on like, hey, you're intelligent, you're smart, you know, you could, you're a high achiever. You know, sometimes people with, with daughters be like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah, she's, she's a pretty girl. But at the same time, that shouldn't be the whole focus. The more focus should be on your mind and all those other things that, you know, we yeah. can do these things and you can put your mind to it and being kind to people is very important. But also setting a standard, I think it's important that, um, he said, the, the daddy-daughter dates, opening the door, walking on the side of the street, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that may be old school, but also it's showing, to me, it's more of like a respect thing too, showing that this is how you should be treated. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Somebody shouldn't be treating you in a way and think it's cool, you know? push you out in the middle of the street, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here you go, you know, but it's kind of an old school way of doing it, but that's important that sometimes I think, I mean, we as a society kind of got away from to a certain degree, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you know. But I think it also is a good good point because it'll help her in the future. Yeah. Whoever she's, you know, how she's treated, you know, she knows what the standard is, yeah. you know, and what, she's ex- what she expects. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't settle for any type of BS, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Same way you treat your sons, you know, you, you know, you tell them, show them how it's done, and they kind of model that behavior too. Yeah, I mean, they're they're good guys, you know what I mean. So I think that's part of the whole process. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining Coffee with the Dads podcast. 
Um, feel free to check out our Instagram and social media sites. Um, Pedro. Uh, Louis. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.